0: It's a test of speed, a display of agility, a show of strength. It's the Waddle & Sylvie Show live from Indianapolis and the NFL Combine. And this is ESPN Chicago,
1: the new home of the Bears.
0: We're live at the NFL Combine. Here's why I love the Combine. It's all brought to you by our local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. I, so we're in the convention center in Indianapolis, right downtown. And not far through some of these hallways, you can get to Lucas Oil Field. So it's like all connected. It's like this whole bridge and tunnel system. It's like a labyrinth. What does that mean? It's like a maze. Oh. yeah, labyrinth. Labyrinth. What word was that? Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yeah. you know that. So am I. Would most people a, know that term? Isn't there a game called Labyrinth, and it's I about so. like mazes? Yeah, everybody and stuff knows like that. what that word means. <laughs> that. Okay, I, I mean,
1: it, sure, it could be Listen, a problem. I'm not laughing. I'm the guy that had to use a phone charger cord. to, <laughs> yeah, wait. to keep my pants up. <laughs> we haven't talked about this yeah. yet. <laughs> Waddle has been using a phone charger as For his those belt of you today. Watching on did Twitch, you did you take it off? I
0: did because it's uncomfortable to sit with. He's been he's complaining been, the whole g- trip about forgetting his belt at home, my and pants he's got keep falling down. Well, that's got to be like
2: a six foot long oh, phone longer charger, than longer than that. Maybe an eight foot long phone charger that he's been using as
1: a belt. Yeah, that is such a hillbilly move. I can't even <laughs> comprehend it. Okay, Kevin, like it's either that, or it's like I forget who I who I hugged when I saw, and my pants almost fell off. So like I saw someone hug them. That's and my a pants wee- and that's weird too. Is that a, a sign? No, it's That like, something moved?
2: No, it's... When just, you you hugged hugged somebody? Yeah.
1: No, it's like I, when I just... As you moved, my pants started to, to, to sag. I looked like a 16-year-old kid. So you went and got the, uh, the old the only, the USB only, charger. I had only one option, and that was when we went back to the hotel... I went upstairs and got my phone charger, and I took off the cube, and I used the cord to actually serve as a belt. So when we leave tonight to go back to the, the hotel, when I stand up, I will do it again because otherwise, I, you saw I had to keep pulling my pants up on the walk from here to the hotel.
0: Take it from a fellow chubby guy. Um, this is what happens when you've got a little bit of a belly, and these days Waddle's got a wine belly. The, the, the belly pushes the pants down. So that's why you need the belt to keep it up. Why to keep don't you just, it up, just tuck it all in. Oh, I can't. So it's, it's not like... a sign that you're losing weight because what what happens is the waist still remains the same, but the belly has expanded. So the belly is pushing the pants down. Have you met my doctor? Are you wearing
2: your uh, USB belt to uh, <laughs> dinner tonight? I may have to. I may
1: have to. I may have to do U.S. It. belt.
2: This could be a product. Like, this is a little Shark Tank idea, like a charging belt. Yeah, you that's can, not you can, bad. You can sure put your phone on it. Like, yeah. they have the... Uh, charge, your, uh, charge your watch. Yeah. You might be onto something here. This may have been a serendipitous <laughs> trip for us. That's right. Not only did we meet
1: Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams. We? Well, Sylvie we met Caleb <laughs> and, and, Williams. And for Packers fans, if you watched Saturday Night Live last week, you could also... You could, you, <laughs> this could be creative
0: use for an electrical outlet as well. Uh, our buddy Todd Stein, who is uh, a celebrity chef, yeah, uh, with uh, the Sophia. I don't know what the restaurant group Sophia is. Sophia Steakhouse. Sophia is the one Steakhouse. Yes. Yeah. Um, he says plastic wrap makes a good belt. Happens in kitchens often. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I would say to Todd is, is, I didn't have access to plastic wrap. All I had was my, my core. This is my, pretty resourceful, by you. I, I, I will say. But what does yeah. that mean? Like you would take the, the plastic wrap and put it through the loops. Well, Maybe so. Yes, yeah.
2: and yeah,
1: yeah. I'm trying to think of. I think the other jeans that I brought that I'll put on tonight are a little, little, a little, tighter. A little tighter. So I may. I'm not going to wear this out tonight. <laughs> I'm not going to wear it. No.
0: Okay. No. Um, but uh, so so back to the story about the maze, the labyrinth. Oh yeah, the labyrinth. So I was, yeah. I was describing where we are. We are in the big media area, big radio row, tables and tables of of media people here. And then on the other side is where the press conference are on the other side of the curtain. Those happen early in the morning and more during the day. Right across on the outside here, all these prospects are gathering. There's something going on in this room. I don't know who's in there. But there's something happening. Is there some I think sort of a, a meeting?
2: Lock, I think there's a locker room, like a door to a no, locker
0: room over there. Right here, oh, right here, that's right the across, right that's now. The men's room, right there. No, no, no. Right across, right now. There's a gathering of the prospects. They're in a room, and I think there's some sort of a presentation going on there. So I saw Ted, Ted Monago, I believe his name is. I thought you were saying Ted Phillips. What was no, Ted? Oh, he is a former Bears scout who has worked with the Rams since 2013 okay and I, I i this is the first time that i've seen him like since he was a scout with the bears and we were catching up and i said waddle and i still together still together and um i i said to him i go how long have you been with the rams he says since i left the bears in 2013 and and he said that's awesome tell waddle i love him he said we always can use players like Waddle. That's how we got Puka Nakua. How about that? When he 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 thought of you, he brought up Puka, and I said, "Was that your I, guy?" He, yeah, he, I was Pupa. <laughs> no, you were Pupa Nakua, Pupa and Puka. But but it was funny because in in just a short time of catching up, he used to listen to our show when he was a Bear Scout. And he said, "Tell Waddle, I always loved awesome. him." And he said, "We always can use another player like Tom Waddle." That's how we got a player like Puka. And I said, "Is is that? Are you responsible for him? Like, was that hit your region? Because a lot of the scouts are split into regions." He goes, "No, that's totally a less need call. Yeah, that was less need." Less and spread. I think we we saw in the video too that I think um, McVeigh had a lot to do with it. Yeah. So he goes, "Don't give me credit for that," but like. Like, it's cool to hear some of those stories and and, and just even like a two-minute conversation that I just had during the break right here in just a quick passerby in the hallway uh, at, at the convention. And
1: it's a reminder, too, that this is a very useful event here at the Combine but it doesn't define everyone as a football player because you will be impressed by what some guys can do athletically, but ultimately it doesn't define you as a football player. It just defines a part of who you are as a football player. But ultimately, I think the guys that get it right most in terms of scouts... It's a combination of knowing what physical skills a player has, but also in terms of athletic ability, but also knowing how that person plays. It, 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 I, think, and I think Jerry Rice is probably the ultimate of, for uh, sure example of that. That there's an enormous difference between just speed and playing speed, and you know being able to exceed whatever the expectation is of who you are going to be based on your athletic ability.
0: Yeah, um, and, and I think like Puka is a good example of that. That y- y- he he fell in the draft because he didn't he wasn't a, a guy who tested well in right. a lot of the drills but he just put up really good college numbers yeah. you put up really good college numbers and when you watch the film sometimes you're going to be rewarded instead of just saying, well, is he fast enough? Yeah. Is it going to translate? Guys who are just good football players oftentimes. And uh, Carmen was telling the story the other day about Terrell Suggs. The, yeah. Bears, the Bears back in the day, and there was just one, one thing about it. The Bears got scared away from Terrell Suggs. Where did he play? Arizona, Arizona State? State. Arizona State, I want to say he put up a season where he had 20-some sacks in a year. I think he set a college record. If he didn't set the college record, it was close. He had a 20-some sack season in the early 2000s. The Bears needed a pass rusher. And they got scared away over a cone drill. It wasn't the 40-yard dash. It was the cone drill and those quick twitch sprints that they measure these pass rushers on and instead of looking at what he did on the football field and tackling quarterbacks and second quarterbacks they looked at they looked at their. Jerry clock. put too much yeah credence to, to and, what the time was and, and they ran from it yeah. but in, instead they're drafting a player like Michael Haynes right. who at Penn State had more measurables but and, less accomplishment and less accomplishment and Terrell Suggs put up, like, a, a, a Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl as a Raven. And then those are That's the That's why prob-
1: I'm saying, like, this is a very useful event, but it can't be the only thing yeah. you use to make your evaluations,
0: for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you missed the story earlier, uh, it was it, it was quite funny. Um, Waddle and I were walking back from the JW Marriott through these mazes. The la- la- what was it again? The labyrinth labyrinth. La, labyrinth. labyrinth. Yes. Um, through all these uh walkways and, and such. And sure enough, as we were walking, there was like a group of six or seven people, and it included what we thought was what well, we knew it was Caleb Williams and it was what we thought was his dad. Um there was another Carl Williams. Yes. And there was a woman and there was two other Younger guys. One was T.J. Houshmandzada. Yes, and we know it was T.J. Houshmandzada, who you famously had an exchange with in yeah. the early years of Waddle and Sylvie. Yes, when he said, "Do you know football? Do you yeah, like and football?" Do you remember?
1: you remember what his response was to? Is was my, uh, you know, he was a third receiver in Cincinnati for all those years. He was going to be. The number one receiver, and I think I asked him something equivalent to, you know, is this part of what you're looking for? Is to go from being a number three to being a number one? And I think he took you know offense to it. it was a
0: this is when he was a free agent yeah. leaving Cincinnati, and the Bears were interested, yes, weren't they? I think so. And, and yeah, he took he took offense to it, and in late years later. Merkin got him on again, and you guys made amends. Did like, we? I forgot about yes, that. Yes, yes. He came back on, and, well, was and he you had, had made a good laugh. Because
1: yeah. I was right about right, what the, right. The, the evaluation was. You guys I,
0: laughed about
1: it. Yeah, I wondered whether or not he was going to play a role that wasn't really
0: suited for him. But It was, it was one of those moments. Tyler, do you even know about this story? This Yeah, I've within heard this story, storm. yeah. It, mm-hmm. he, 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 he asked him this question. He goes, um, do, you, do you like football? And Waddle goes, yes, very much so. And then he goes, do you know football? He goes, yeah, Yeah. I played in the league for for six years. I said, I I
1: played a little bit back in the day. I said, never at the level that you did, but, you know, meaning as well as he did. So he
0: was, like, checking Waddle's credentials all of a sudden.
2: Should have sent him some football cards after.
0: Um so so yes. Yeah, so this group was together, and I'm and so I'm standing there with Waddle, and I'm like, I'm going to wait this out. I'm going to, at the very least, network and see if I can meet him and his dad. And if if you've read the stories, his father Carl, they don't they don't have an agent, and Carl has been um uh, uh like very hands on, hands on, and like almost a Levar Ball type hands on personality where he wants to sort of. You know, he's all—they described him in the athletic piece yesterday as more manager than father, right? Isn't that— I think so. Something like that. Um, so I'm like, okay, and I'm, I'm going to introduce myself. Eventually, Weeder came over, Dan Weederer, so he starts— I think he sabotaged you. —talking to us, and then you realize that you have to go take a dump. Yes. I, I basically was like—you're like,
1: well, what should we do? I said— well, all I care about is, is that he's a, a, a legitimate six-one. So I got close enough to make the assertion that, yes, the evaluation and the confirm, I believe he's at least six-one. And then I said, I have to go to the
0: bathroom or I'm going to – this is going to get messy. So I, I took off. So you, so you left. Yeah. It was Dan and I. And Dan knew I was going to go in. And I was going to ask for him to come on the show. And meantime, several guys that we knew – Past and were sort of like laughing that I was start waiting for them. I wasn't right on their heels. I was a good 50 feet away, 50 yards away. You even. were surveying the situation. Yes, I was a good distance away. I saw one time Diana Rossini walking, in, and while they were talking, because I would not do this, they were in a conversation, and it was an engaged conversation with about six or seven people that she sort of interrupted and introduced herself to Caleb Williams. He shook her hand, and it was very brief, and she left. Like, no... Exchange, no talk. So you talk, weren't no, interrupting no, it. No, and I was not in like and I'm like, okay, that then she's a big national figure. She's pretty well known. I don't know how this is gonna go when this eventually breaks up. Um John's walked by, Oh, what are you doing here? You know. Hogue walked by, oh what what's what's going on here? Um who else Robert Mays walked by, he goes yeah. hey, he goes and, and Mays encouraged me. May said to me, he goes, Hey, this is why you come here. These are the moments why you go to the combine. It's all about you better net- be Brags to the punch. Networking, networking uh, for moments like these. And I'm like, yeah, Mays. All right, you've encouraged me now. I'm I'm waiting this out. I don't care how close. Which to
3: is show very, time.
1: which is very funny because when I saw Mays after I got done doing, or no, before I went into the men's room, I I said, Mays. He said, "Yeah, I saw your guy up there." I said, "Yeah, Sylvie was going to see whether he goes." I didn't really want to talk to him. I just wanted to know if he was 6 foot 1 or not. And I go, "Same thing with me." I said, "Well, Sylvie's about up there. I've been
0: verbally going to, you know, ask him things that he's probably not ready for." So, so anyway, finally it it broke up. The Huddle, their huddle broke up. TJ and a, whoever was with TJ went their own way. Uh And this group, which I assumed was Carl, in all USC gear, an older man right on Caleb Williams' hip, and, like, a couple of other gentlemen, like four total, start walking towards me. So I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head right now. Game time. It's game time, but who do I go for first? Do I go right to Caleb? Do I go to Carl? And... and and I'm like, if I go to Carl, does Caleb then take offense? Because he's his own man. But it was Carl who walked first and led the Someone way. You was Carl. Yes. So I'm like, and he was closest to me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to Carl, and I'm going to use Wilbon as my kind of crutch. So I stuck my hand out. Mark Silverman, Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. I host the Bears pregame show in halftime. Um, and by the way, Michael Wilbon, who you know well, uh, it comes on with us once a week, speaks very highly of you. He goes, gives me a handshake, it's a pleasure to meet you, but I should tell you, I'm not Carl. <laughs> and what's your first thought when you hear that? I'm mortified. My heart drops. Uh, I'm sure I turned bright red. All of this, yeah. He he's sort of he's not watching it, but he can hear. He's what's not. Happening. Yeah, yeah, and he's walking and and wasn't talking to anybody. So I'm, you know, and in, in like I'm I'm trying. I go. Did you oh. apologize? Oh, I'm like, oh, you're not Carl. He goes, no. I, he goes, I'm much better looking than Carl. He goes, he and then he taps Caleb. he because he thinks I'm Carl. I'm like, oh, I, I go, I I'm sorry. And then Caleb looks at me, sticks his hand out. He goes, how you doing? I'm Caleb. And I said, Caleb, how you doing? Mark Silverman. And I gave him the same yeah. intro. I didn't drop Wilbon's name here. Yeah. And I told I go, look, I go, uh, we're hosting the show. We've done the show for years and years in Chicago. And we would love to have you on. We're starting here in a few minutes. Uh, we would only take up a few minutes of your time, but we'd love to get you on. And he goes, look, I'm not doing anything now. He goes, maybe in the future we can definitely do this. I go, okay, well, I've got my phone right here. I go, how about we do an interview right now? I'll take a couple minutes of your time and we could get a video interview. Let's do something now. And he goes, well, what would you want to ask me? And then this is where I wasn't quick on my feet. Like, you I go, well, I would ask you about Chicago and about the Bears. Um, some of the stuff that you talked about yesterday on ESPN, which I think was— Tell a- me a
1: little bit more about Carl here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, you know what? I think we're going to do all of this in the future. Um, kind goes, of a
1: savvy response. Yeah.
0: He goes, that, we, can, we can handle all this in the future. Let's, let's do that. I go, look, while well, I got you here then, I go, how about a selfie? <laughs> He goes absolutely.
1: It's perfect. So you were the first I, medium I, member I, I, here I at the combine that I, actually posted a
0: picture of him. I, I, I tried to, and, I, and then I said, "Look, I, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, if you if you come to the Bears, uh, I would love for to get you on in the future. And uh, I just wanted to say I love you. I wanted to say I love you. you, yeah. And and." Hopefully your QB won No I didn't say that uh, but, but I did say like it was just a pleasure to meet you and good luck And then you were pondering whether or not you should actually post the picture And then and I, I apologized like, Absolutely. I apologized to not Carl Not Carl Yeah to, Again? Not, to not Carl Did you ever find out his name? No <laughs> It's not Carl I should have then A mensch move would have been I'm sorry what is your name? Boy, you just kicked – not only did you drop the ball, you kicked it out of bounds through the end zone. Because once you find out it's not Carl, then it's like I'm almost like now I don't care who you are, which I think is even less class. You fumbled into the end zone is what you did. Yeah, bad, bad.
1: But you got a picture before anybody else did, and we post, yeah, you and he, posted it. Yeah, and
0: again, he could have been a huge dick. Yeah. He could have been like, again – He's walking through the hall. He still hasn't done any media. Um, this is a very embarrassing
1: very... moment for you, and he actually tried to take the burden yeah, off of you yes, by being yes, understanding. Yes. That's, that is not only a savvy move, that's a mature move. That is somebody who's got maturity and knows how to handle himself in a different, difficult situation.
0: Tomorrow I'm going to do, what is Drake Mays' uh, dad's name? Uh, Carl. Carl. <laughs> Not Carl, not Carl. We got it, because tomorrow I'm going to go up to Drake whoever May. Drake May's with, and I' Mark. Gonna... Mark. Oh, that's good. His dad was a quarterback at, at UNC. Oh, Mark May?
1: Yeah. Different Mark May than you're probably thinking. This is Drake May's dad. Mark May. He was a quarterback. Let me guess. He was probably at UNC in 83 or 84, a couple of years ahead of me. Hold on. I just saw it. I
2: think that 82, sounds... 82, 83, 84. 83 was, right. 83
1: 83 was, was their starting, yeah. starting quarterback. His brother was on the North Carolina Championship basketball Luke team, May. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he comes from, you know, North Carolina stock. So anybody that thinks, you know, wants to draw the, well, if he was so good, why'd he go to UNC? Not a, you know, known as a great... It, it's still, UNC
0: Mitch. though. No, I, mean, I
1: know, but, but, but Taylor but, played at UNC. But I believe Alabama wanted him badly, and he went to North Carolina because he had the family connection. Oh, really? Yeah, Alabama. I think there were rumors oh, yeah. like he was going to make five million at Alabama. Yes. like he was very well thought of coming out of high school. He chose UNC because
0: of the family tie. I think his brother his plays baseball. Yeah, there too. So tomorrow, whoever Drake Mays walking with, I'm going to go up to them and, hey, Mark, yeah, and see how Drake reacts. This is now the test. This is my wonder lick. Okay, so you're not worried about getting it right. You are this actually is, testing. People. This is my wonder ass lick test. Oh, oh, Can I say that or no? Am I not well, allowed you, Well, you can say wonder ass. Pause.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to do it. That's going to be on you, not me. I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> you have owned this story on so many different fronts. That's how you're going to test him, right? You're going to test him by yeah, by making him uncomfortable, them, yeah. to see
2: if he can Let's look up Jalen Daniels' dad's name.
1: Well, and we know Jaden or Jalen. Uh, Jaden uh, Daniels. <laughs> we don't have to look up Marvin Harrison Jr.'s dad's name. You could about... probably still mistake that, make a mistake out of that. <laughs>
0: Hey, Carl, how you doing? I'm silly. I'm not Carl. You Carl. Carl's not here. Dave's not here.
1: Oh. Again, I think it's a great test, though, for the maturity of the of the player. See yes, if that that's guy what I mean. can take your uncomfortableness and massage it and make you feel better about the situation, although you're the reason why it became uncomfortable,
0: as opposed to going, get away from me, kid. I, I, I'm going to um, change my Twitter handle to not Carl. <laughs> <laughs> alright 3 2 3, three two three seven seven six. Change it to hot Carl. I, I, if... <laughs> If you want to react, um, we welcome your phone calls if you want to ask us anything from the Combine. We had a lot going on, and Aki's A-list is coming up as well. And then we'll talk to Joniak, who's taken in the Combine all week. Uh, it, and he drove back for an event at Halas, and then he's coming back again tomorrow morning for the quarterbacks. So Jeff Joniak, one of the hardest-working play playmen around. He's got a football addiction. It's uh Aki's A-List, live from the Combine, brought to you by Toyota. Uh, Toyota, let's go places. That's next. Welcome back to the NFL Combine. This is the Waddle & Sylvie Show, live from Indianapolis on ESPN Chicago. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world, Aki's A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. Tyler's got questions and we're on the road at the Combine in Indy, having a blast and We've been up uh, early in the morning, networking, shaking hands, meeting people, meeting prospects, asking questions, figuring by, stuff out. By the way, I asked a question to one
1: of our favorite coworkers, Adam Abdallah. Sent him a text at 559. Will you eat coins? Will you, uh, you get to keep all of the ones that you eat? He said, bitcoins, yes, but I'm not walking around like this. And it was a picture of a guy who had a belly full of uh, nickels. I said, no, Bitcoin. He said, then, no, I'm only eating digestibles. So Adam Abdallah will not. You asked, uh-huh. will he eat those? He said, no. It coward. would be a bit. Absolute coward, coward behavior. <laughs> Kevbo, I will uh, talk to you after the show about a potential challenge that yeah, let's be, link uh, up. worthwhile. <laughs> All right,
2: uh, Tyler, what do you got? All right, we got some more shift in the Justin Fields odds. What? More shift. (laughs) Oh. More shift. More shift in the Justin Fields odds as Atlanta moved to an even heavier favorite now, minus 425. At this point, will you be shocked if he is not a Falcon?
1: Shocked, no. No, I won't be shocked. I mean, everything changes. Everything
0: is fluid. Like, is, is this legit Atlanta, or is this more about that? It, it was a fake video. Or it was. The video is an old fake. video, I think. It's an old video that's been going around Twitter making it look like this is real or, or looking it, like it's current. Yes. I, I believe that is. What is he saying in the video? I'm going home or something, something
1: like that? Something along those lines.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not buying any
1: of that. I, I Look, I. Would I be shocked if he goes to Atlanta? No. They're the favorite, I guess, at this point. Uh, would I be shocked if, in fact, it wasn't Atlanta he went to some—no. I, I mean, I think this is a very fluid situation. It is interesting to watch the odds vacillate, because before, what was— Steelers went from, like, what was it, plus 1,600, mm-hmm. then to plus 400. Then they were the favorite at one point, point. Yeah. and now, now what are they? Now they're plus 450. Yeah. So— um,
2: we've been very fixated on the first overall pick, but I think the other intriguing one is, is the ninth overall pick and how the Bears navigate that. When you look at the positional combo, let's assume that a quarterback is going first overall, like everything has been suggested so far that we've seen. So you've got the quarterback. What would you like paired with the quarterback most at nine, if I'm giving you a position?
0: Best player.
1: Is that a position? No. What I would like to have happen for me is that one of these three top receivers is available at nine? So you could pair that quarterback with that receiver,
0: uh, specifically Roma Dunze.
1: Yes, um, I've seen bigger receiver. Of, yes, he's bigger, bigger than Malik Neighbors. Um, listen, I, I think I think everyone is consensus. Uh, maybe there was who do who we talk to? Maybe Daniel Jeremiah thought that Adunze was on par with Marvin Harrison Jr. Or maybe had him, you know. There was somebody we talked to.
0: Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Jeremiah yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: he loves Roma Dunze. He did have his uh, top fifty prospects that he updated the other day. He has Marv two and uh Dunze three, but close. But I think it yeah. is. He's not falling very, to
0: very nine. Then, if someone sees it that like again, if, if 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 one scout like that sees him as number three, one of these teams, don't you think? Would, would I would think so. I mean, think like, of him that highly. I, I, too? I saw Mel's. You know, Miles at 2.0,
1: Mel's got them drafting neighbors at nine. But I would say the. Where does Adunze go in my,
2: Earlier. Yeah. You but guys? I would say the masses have neighbors ahead of a Dunze. Like when you look at most of the mock drafts, most of the prospects are yeah. yeah. And I think even still now, most of them have neighbors
1: ahead of a Dunze. Mel's got, got Marvin Harrison Jr. at four to the Cardinals, he's got Roma Dunze at six to the Giants. And he has Malik Neighbors at 9 going to the Bears. I'm fine with that. I mean, Dunze is probably a guy I would, I would like more. But Neighbors, I'm just fine with that. But to answer your question, if one of these top three receivers is available, that's what I would like for them to do. Obviously, if they go offensive tackle or they go pass rusher, uh, Jared Verse, I think, ran a nice 40 today. and There's a lot of thought that you know he's going to be a difference maker early. I'm fine with that. But if you gave me my choice... It would be one of these receivers.
2: I think the Bears are kind of getting screwed by the fact that the draft is after free agency, too. When you have as much, <laughs> this isn't new. I know, but like it, it's something that it would have really been beneficial for them for the because dra- because of the unpredictability of the draft to have the draft ahead of free agency.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that's always I've always kind of felt like that's they've got it backwards. Do you think so? Yeah. I would rather the problem is is, is I, I I think that the intent here is to take care of your veterans before you actually decide where some of these young guys are going to go because remember back in the day as well the the salaries weren 't slotted they was like you know I think Sam Bradford was the last guy that was drafted first overall that could' negotiate whatever contract he wanted after the I think Sam Bradford was that guy after that yeah. year. Mm-hmm then it became more of a uniform kind of
0: structure but, um, but but if the bears go out and get like say they spend a ton of money on Daniel Hunter and they get so now you've got Sweat and Hunter now you know they're not drafting uh, a rush end at number 9 right right so now it's either but what if wide a, receiver or offensive a, tackle or tackle or trade down or trade down yeah, yeah. so now you've now you've taken something And... You've created more possibilities for yeah. yourself.
1: It's a calculated move at that point. D- deciding on what you want to do in free agency. If you do spend money on Daniil Hunter, there's a kid, I forget his name every time I talk about him, in Houston, who's a pass rusher that. that, that Jonathan Greenard. Yes. Yeah. That, who would cost you less than Daniil Hunter, but somebody that would definitely upgrade what you're doing at the pass rush. He's, He's a younger, musician, too. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would then create some flexibility, as you say, with what they would do with number nine. You could draft a tackle. One of the receivers isn't there,
0: you could move the pick, move out of it, and create more. Like there are free agent centers too. Yeah. What's the Denver center that everyone's been talking about? Crunchberry or something like that? Cushionberry. Cushionberry. Yeah. Crunchberry. You no, know, that's your favorite. It, that's, that's cereal. Your favorite cereal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like, the, it, hey, Carl, Carl Crunch like he's young and and pretty good. If you go out and you spend on a on a center, now all of a sudden you've taken the the possibility of drafting a center in the second or third round out of out of yep. the mix. So I think like it, it big deal. Like one comes ahead of the other. I think you know y- y- now all of a sudden you've taken a need away from the draft. Um.
2: Looking outside of Justin Fields, which quarterback who could potentially switch teams this offseason, which quarterback storyline is most intriguing to you? It's easy
1: for me, it's Kirk Cousins. That's the one I play. I mean, I, I just reading too, I think that the the Seahawks have just told Geno Smith that he's going to be on their roster, so he's going to be their starting quarterback. I don't know who else would be more intriguing. I think it'd be Kirk Cousins. I I think Minnesota would be wise to keep him. I
2: don't know. What about
0: Baker?
1: Is ba- is ba- I mean like I don't know how intriguing that is
2: just because it seems like Baker's a foregone conclusion there. staying. Yeah. Is he?
1: That's what everything sort of seems like. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think that 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 landscape changed. Probably with the additional thirty million that each team's going to have at their disposal because the salary cap is going up. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think Mike Evans is going anywhere. I don't think Baker Mayfield's going anywhere this year, but could be surprised.
0: Is like, Ru- is Russell Wilson intriguing at all, or no? I mean, is he going to be starting for a team next year? I think Russ is intriguing because of the way that it could shape the rest of the market, like it. Because he's, he's not going to command a lot of money because Denver's paying him a lot, right? So right. He would go
2: somewhere cheap. For like a million dollars. Yeah. So he's kind of the cheap option that maybe Pittsburgh or Vegas or um, if Kirk Cousins goes to Atlanta, maybe he ends up in Minnesota. I think the, the variety of options with Russell Wilson is really intriguing to me. And just what kind of Russ are we getting? and Kind of get a look at how the league views Russell Wilson. Yeah after
1: two lackluster seasons in Denver. Uh, going back to the wide receiver question, too, or, or the conversation about it, look, the it looks like Michael Pittman Jr., I believe, um, who's the Colts GM, Chris Ballard, Chris Ballard said that he's going nowhere. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is a good ball player. Um, he's going nowhere if, if we believe what the GM is telling us. Also, Mike Evans, I don't believe he's going anywhere. T. Higgins has been given the franchise tech. Like, you may have to use the draft as a way to bolster a position that you need to improve on because there's not going to be nearly as many options in that position as there would be at offensive tackle or pass rusher. Well, so, you mentioned, too, that Chris Jones is more than likely that, yeah. He's I mean, going the, to return the, with the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are basically telling everyone, we're going to find a way to keep him. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I, I and I think that the thirty million dollars for each team, you know, the the thirty million more for each team has really, a I think it was a surprise to all these teams. I think they may have thought that the salary cap would go up a little bit, but I don't think anybody thought it was going to go up as much as it did. And it changes the dynamic in in a lot of those different cities as to what they're capable of doing. Yeah, like were there there were three teams that were actually over the cap mm-hmm. that are now under the cap because of the addition to the cap. So. Yep. um yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I, but I still think I think Kirk Cousins is the you know the top quarterback to watch. One quick baseball thing here: there was an article today in the
2: Athletic. Oh, I'm glad you brought with this with Chris Bryant, and he was kind of talking about how he was in the spotlight in Chicago and transitioning over to Colorado and all that stuff. He was quoted in this article saying, looking back on it, talking about his time in Chicago. Honestly, I wish things went a little differently. I didn't know that billboard – remember, there was a big billboard of him from Adidas, I believe it was, saying – what did it say? The, worth the weight. I didn't know that billboard was going to be up there. But if I did, I probably would have been like, let's not do that. Let me just go out there and play ball and let me be who I am. Between Bryant and Tim Anderson, who had the more disappointing finish to their time in Chicago? Whew.
1: Wow, that's a really good question. I would I would say, Chris Bryant because Chris Bryant was not only the rookie of the year he was also the MVP, and I thought like that's your cornerstone player for fifteen years. Tim was
0: you know, face of the White Sox was going to change he, baseball. He, he was untra- he was basically untradable. He was DFA'd wasn't he or at least released. You so know, man, and, yeah, and, they didn't pick up his and, option. I believe yeah, it was, Yeah, and and, and they would. Do You think you could make a deal for Chris Bryant right now? No, but they did. the The question was whose time in Chicago, yeah. right? Yeah, like they they did get two prospects for him from the Giants, and he did get a one hundred eighty million dollar contract still from mm-hmm. the the Rockies. Um, now he's yeah. he's he's a shell of himself. Like what I didn't like about about Chris Bryant's answer there was. Chris Bryant, worth the wait, lived up to that. Like I don't I don't understand what he regrets about that billboard or why he would cite that billboard. He won the Rookie of the Year. He won the MVP in the World Series. He lived up to the weight. And and what what happened was post all of that. And, and who knows why, or whether it was injuries, whether it was after he got hit by the pitch, whether it was complacency. I don't know what happened, but, but something changed where he was a star player destined to become one of the great Cubs of all time, and then he fell from grace.
2: Yeah. Like, I think he should have been one of those guys, like Waddle said, like a, almost a Cub for life. Yeah. The, the trajectory that he was on, he was playing at a level when he started his career, where he should
0: have never gotten away. He should have been the best of the bunch, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yes, oh, oh, he was oh, highly Rizzo touted. and Schwarber yes. and Javi. And now probably of all those guys, there's probably the least amount of connection to him. Those yeah. are two
1: of the, the the most unlikely baseball stories yeah. of the last 10 years, and both of them were Chicago guys. Like I, You could have never convinced me that Chris Bryant was going to fall off the cliff like he did and you couldn't have convinced me like you could have convinced me that tim's play may dip a little but not what happened like those are two of the more fascinating and baffling stories in baseball in the last 10 or 15 years kb did not get punched though on the way out that's true
2: that's true (laughs) like that's, that's something that Sox fans are always going to remember right, is the right. knockout there. But that's just insulting that injury. The, you know what I mean? But that was kind of like the microcosm of
0: the end of Tim's time yeah. with the White Sox. And, and, and KB was always a good teammate. Like yeah. I, I just think there was so much drama at the end with Tim Anderson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So much on and off the field. Shocking, though. Shocking how both stories
1: ended here in Chicago. All
0: right. Uh, Aki's A-list. Really good stuff there. Uh, We're live at the Combine. It's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Toyota, let's go places. We're going to talk to Joniak, who's been at the Combine all week, coming up in about 15 minutes. We've got Bears Weekly tonight coming up at about 630 But we'll talk to him in about 15 minutes from right now. It's Waddle and Sylvie. We're on the road to the NFL Draft with Waddle and Sylvie. Thanks to our friends at Toyota. Let's go places. Now live from Indianapolis, here's Tom Waddle and Mark Silverman. I told you every Tuesday... At 8.35 in the morning, I look forward Amen. to hearing Albert Brewer. He's always got great knowledge. I love reading him. Monday morning quarterback, Sports Illustrated. And uh, I, I came back from snooping around, and you guys were holding court. Well, we're just having <laughs> a conversation, is all. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just
1: stealing a couple minutes of his time. You know, he's a busy man, so we were just talking some ball. So and I, 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 and it
3: sounds like I'm going to have the opportunity to take shots at, at David at, Kaplan. At David Kaplan, yeah, right? I, I, like So
0: I said, "Look, I go. We don't want to steal their stuff." So I said, "Put on a headset and
3: just rip Cap." <laughs> right, right. So I'm not stealing their stuff. I'm just killing their show. <laughs> Not, not, not you want me to say that hoodie sucks too? No 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 no, <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no.
1: I told you though, my favorite line of the entire week was your line about "I bet you Justin Herbert has
3: Jim Harbaugh's playbook." Yeah,
1: like I made me laugh. That was good. Out we, yeah, we made, replayed that. I laughed that. out
3: loud. I laughed yeah. out loud. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I and look, like every tea leave, you know, yeah. it's just it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not hard to read into some of the things that have been said. And, yeah. Um, You know, between what Shane Waldron said, Ryan getting up there. And, you know, I think Ryan, like, did right by the team and, like, trying to leave all his options open so he gets all the information he needs, both on what you get for field and what you get for trading the number one overall pick. But, you know, what he's talking about doing right by Justin, oh. Yeah. Of course. course You don't even
1: venture into that conversation if you're not going to
3: move on. Right, right, So I think, you know, I think this is, you know, it's just like at this point I think it sort of is what it is. And, um, again, I don't know anything. It's like like, I'm certain this is going to happen or I'm certain that's going to happen. But, you know, I think you can read into a lot of the actions of the people in charge. We were just going to do right by cap by having you on and just, you know. (laughs)
0: We wanted to. Are you guys
3: balls. one? Are you guys one of those stations where like there's rivalry? Like, no, I, no, I, we love each other. We no. love each other. Okay, because because I, I I work like in at, Boston. I work in a market where there can be oh a, yeah, it's like a little there can be a little territorial stuff and you know which one's
0: like, worse? Is it E E I or the hub?
3: Well, I'm gonna have to say E E I because I'm on the hub. So yeah, E E I yeah. definitely. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, no. Cap and I live right around. Uh, like a uh, park from each other. We're in the same complex, but we have been known to battle yep. from time to time. But like we're in a great place right now.
3: Oh, so For the good. Time being. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah good. We're, we're You're struggling. near that nice hotel I've stayed at then. Oh, the Marriott
0: across the street or the, the West? Is it Lincolnshire? Or, uh, which
3: one? The, well, I wasn't it
0: the, the time
1: when you said you were coming to Chicago? And Cap's was like, why don't you stay with me? That was creepy. Yeah. And Albert yeah. was like... Thanks but I am good.
3: No, I'm I'm, I'm ai I'm a Marriott points whore. Yeah. So like and, yeah. like card carrying Marriott points whore. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't no offense cap. I would never stay on your couch and give up the chance to continue to build my my war chest of Marriott points. Yeah. It
0: wasn't it, did you stay at the Marriott that
3: wasn't good? No, I, I was at that Lincolnshire, which is like I oh mean, yeah, it feels yeah like a, Lincolnshire, it's like a resort. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was really nice. Where the had theater nice, is? Yeah, yeah, I had had like a nice, nice like morning run there down the path, the cart path, the golf course. There, really you didn't nice.
1: have Cap waking up and making you an omelet for breakfast, though. That's true. Yeah,
3: is, is that what? Is that part of the? It's like a bed and breakfast over there. That's what for you. Day. It would be. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For you, it would be. Well, uh, we just want to say, we love listening to yeah, you oh, thanks, uh, on nice. with him. You do great work. Uh, we love reading you, and uh, keep it up. I yeah. appreciate
3: it, guys. Yeah, Hopefully, yeah. I'll be back in Chicago a couple times this summer. So,
0: Staying at Caps.
3: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Well, my, 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 I think we're going to go to the, the Chris Stapleton concert in oh, Soldier good. Field. Yes. So.
1: Been there, seen that.
3: Yeah, it's so we went to Stapleton two years ago at Wrigley yes. with a bunch of my college friends who came over from Ohio. And... Uh, that was a pretty awesome experience. So I think it'd be cool at Soldier Field too. So we're, I'd say we're in talks right now to do that. Oh, that, that's good. So I don't know. I, I I don't know if Cap would put my well, wife up too. Well,
0: get. Uh, did you get Zetterman to uh, get you the tickets for that? Is, I gotta get. I gotta,
3: the, I gotta get on that. Is yeah. Zetterman the guy to go yeah, to? I mean,
0: we're the home of the Bears. It's right. in Soldier Field. You're always going on Cap and Jay Ud.
3: You think Zetterman could hook up a suite? Maybe that'd be great. Y- y- that may Zetterman be a bit of an ask. Power.
0: But you, but, <laughs> so but he it's just worth, got a promotion. Yeah. yeah.
3: You Enjoy. know? Well, we'll see how much power you got there, yeah. bud. Yeah. yeah. Danny, you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, man. Thanks,
0: friend, guys. Dan. I appreciate it. Albert Brewer does great work, uh, and we're glad to have him on uh, just for a couple minutes there. Jeff Joniak, the voice of the Bears, joins us coming up next. It's Waddle and Sylvie live at the NFL Combine. It's brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places.